From our perspective, I'll say it's clear to us that Rensync has always had tremendous reach ILS-wise. Rensync's the clear-cut leader, without a question. You know, they're able to get ads out to essentially every major ILS. Uh, historically, that's something we've struggled with a bit. It's very challenging to keep up with with all the different ILS sites and even marketing ourselves. So we love that Rensync has such a dynamic marketing shop in-house, such an amazing platform. Again, to my earlier comment, it just made a ton of sense. Extremely complimentary is the term that I'll use. Hello, and welcome to Sink or Swim, a weekly podcast brought to you by Rensync, where we take a deep dive into the prop tech, multifamily, and rental housing industry. In each episode, we uncover the technologies and strategies used to help overcome operational challenges and increase the value of your multifamily investments. So let's get into our conversation today. Welcome to another episode of Sink or Swim, the podcast where we navigate the currents of the rental housing industry. I'm your host, Giacomo Lattis, and today I have a very special group of people on the show. If you've been following us online, you may have already heard the announcement of Rensing's merger with BuildingStack, a Montreal-based company renowned for creating software for the next generation of property management. So joining me today to discuss this, I have two familiar guests. We have Michael Matola, VP of Technology at Rensing, along with Max Steinman, the CEO of Rensync. Guys, thank you for joining us again. We are also joined by two new members of our Rensync family in Jonathan Margell, CEO of Building Stack, and Pablo Mangini, the COO of Building Stack. Gentlemen, welcome to your first podcast. Nice to be here. Thank you. I'm very excited that we're finally yeah, doing this. Yeah, you know what? Before we start <laughs> off with the questions, I really just want to say congratulations to you guys. This was a result of quite a lot of hard work, and all the success that comes from it is just really well deserved. So congrats, guys. This is really, really exciting. Thank you very much. It's a great fit. Let's start off with that then. So Pablo and Jonathan, you know, maybe give us a little introduction of yourselves. Give the audience a little background on not only who you guys are, but the building stack as well. My name is Jonathan Margell, background in property management and investment in real estate, more or less the only industry that, that I've experienced in my life in. Dating back many years, about a decade, I found myself managing several thousand multifamily units and realizing the industry was more or less broken. Very old school, very paper and pen, needed a lot of help. Pablo, who's one of my childhood best friends, we would get together, vent, kind of be frustrated. And one thing led to another and we decided to stop whatever we were doing and to begin our careers in prop tech. And I'm very happy we chose this industry. I'll jump in then. I'm Pablo Mangini. I'm one of the co-founders of Building Stack. Like Jonathan mentioned, I'd say maybe about 10 years ago, we decided to uh, put our brains together and focus on real estate management. Ironically, we started in the hardware space. We thought wiring uh, an entire apartment for several months was a solution <laughs> that best fit the industry. But we really quickly realized that all the, the things we were excited about or, or all the features that we wanted to implement were on the software side related to communication between you know, the property management. So we really quickly realized that that didn't scale and, and pivoted to software. And then fast forward to today, you know, we're really focused on the entire tenant life cycle. But yeah, that's a little bit of how we got to where we were and how we got to where we are in, in a few sentences. Perfect. So I think then let's pivot to how we got to where we are now. How This is open to everybody, but how did this collaboration between Rensing and Building Stack come about? And what really led this decision to merge? So we've been a syndication partner for many years with Rensync. Recently, as we started to evolve our platform and build out 
more and more marketing features, lease signature, CRM. We would have conversations with Max and the team about how can we take our partnership to the next level. I guess I'll say one thing led to another, uh, some heavy flirting and discussing what would a strategic merger look like. And now we can say that we're very pleased that we're one giant company and the teams are one giant team. And we have a lot of exciting work to, to merge the platforms and to address the entire leasing and tenant life cycles. Yeah, I'd say like we'd been in touch and, and thinking about this idea for quite some time, almost a couple of years, but timing is everything. And, and finally, we were able to realize it just in, in the last month here. But it was always on RentSync's agenda to continue its product expansion we say down funnel, the majority of the value of RentSync products and services is in lead generation and marketing. And so, you know, it was it was on our radar to eventually move into leasing, you know, applications, leasing, and then eventually into the resident life cycle as well. So instead of having to go out and, and reinvent the wheel and build that all ourselves, you know, there is this obvious fit here that that has now come together really nicely. So Max, I'll, I'll stay on you for a little bit there when we talk about, you know, the resident life cycle and, and how we're trying to move down funnel as much as possible. I guess those would be like the main strategic goals behind this merger with Building Stack. Was that kind of on the forefront of why we want to do this? Or were there maybe some more strategic goals behind this merger that you're open to divulging a little bit on this pod? Yeah, I mean, they're going too, too into the details because there's a lot of strategy, but there are some real obvious ones. Definitely product, um, as I sort of previously mentioned, it takes a lot of horsepower to build software and it's not always easy to do that in any sort of profitable way uh, and see a return for a very long time. So naturally, if you come across a great product offering and there's this opportunity and there's a team and cultural fit, then it's a good idea to look at that first. And so that's, you know, how we approached it. But there's some other, you know, fantastic benefits that come from it as well. Building Stack was born out of Montreal, Quebec, and it's always one of the more difficult markets for non-Quebec-based companies to gain traction in. And Jonathan and, and Pablo and, and their team have done such a fantastic job at penetrating that market and building amazing client relationships over the last 10 years. And so, you know, we really believe in that side of it as well. It's it's hard to be considered, you know, a national provider of really anything if Quebec is not in your plans. And we really, really love the Quebec market and believe in its future for renters and for rental housing providers. It's actually per capita, the largest rental market in the country. That also played a huge part in this strategically. And, and we're really excited about that aspect. And, and the last thing really quickly is just the team and the culture and the talent. You know, there's uh, about 20 team members here that now merge with our approximately 100 team members. It's hard to find talent these days. So, you know, that's also sort of the third component that we we really uh, saw uh, strategically. It's an interesting point too when you mentioned just, you know, could we build a software or is there something out there that is just unbelievable that it just encompasses everything that we want to do? And, you know, like talking to Michael, you know, the tech guy, it's pretty obvious that he's like, yeah, you know, we could do this, but my God, <laughs> this one's available there. So I, I know that's definitely where the excitement I saw from Michael. So no, that's great to hear. And, and maybe on the flip side there with 
Pablo and Jonathan, from your perspective, what were some of the aspects of RentSync? You know, our capabilities, our vision that you learned about that was really appealing for you guys to merge with us. I'm sure you share a lot of sentiments with Max, but kind of love to hear your perspective here on that. From our perspective, I'll say it's clear to us that RentSync has always had tremendous reach ILS-wise. RentSync's the clear-cut leader, without a question. You know, they're able to get ads out to essentially every major ILS. Uh, historically, that's something we've struggled with a bit. It's very challenging to keep up with with all the different ILS sites and even marketing ourselves. So we love that RentSync has such a dynamic marketing shop in-house, such an amazing platform. Again, to my earlier comment, it just made a ton of sense. Extremely complimentary is the term that I'll use. Yeah, and I'll jump in from a product point of view. I think the possibilities are now almost endless. Like Max describes it as being a bottom of the funnel. We, we describe this as top of the funnel. We do a lot of things on the property management operational side, but something that we never did particularly well or maybe we struggled with and one of our core competencies was being able to get, you know, the visibility on those ILSs to do the degree that, that our clients need, you know, these days, property managers need to be experts in many different areas, like marketing, to design, to operations, you name it, they need to be experts in a lot of different things. To quote somebody much smarter than me, you'd have to be an idiot not to use our platforms now uh, that we have access to the whole life cycle. That's the video that you <laughs> That's what I was going for. 100%. <laughs> okay. So, you know, looking through the press release, Max and Michael, you guys both mentioned significantly in there that building stack, joining Rensing's portfolio is really that real significant step. Could you maybe provide some insights into how this integration will enhance our services offered at Rensing, both to potentially renters and landlords? And Michael, I'll let you start this one off. Uh, well, first off, offering the entire list to lease funnel has been a goal of ours for some time now. Max mentioned that. Uh, that's kind of why we kind of looked at this strategic merger. And going even further into the resident life cycle, something that we've always dreamed about, being able to help renters find their new home, to helping rental industry professionals navigate the leasing process. And they mean there for both sides for the day-to-day, month-to-month rituals of being a resident and a tenant. That's powerful stuff. That's a software that we want to operate and deliver to our customers. Incredibly useful and functional tools for those owner operators, for property managers, renters. By combining forces and merging, we are merging two great software platforms. We're merging two great technology stacks and two fantastic teams full of great talent. So this all translates into amazing product offering that we can deliver to our existing and new customers for many years to come. Uh, it's easy to see why this is going to be very valuable for, for us and, and our customers. And we're very excited about where this is going. So, Michael, in the next, I would assume, what, six months to a year, a lot of that is just learning how these two platforms talk to each other, getting the tech side of things. That's the kind of exciting thing for me to see is just, okay, now we've merged. Now we have to just kind of learn how to speak to each other more on the technical side of things and, and hash out those teams. I think that's almost one of the most exciting journeys to see is just like, Hey, this is us. This is you guys. And let's really get the synergy together. I'm assuming that's kind of the next six months to a year over on the tech side of things. Yeah, that's where their fun begins. We've been talking about this for a while now, but now we got our tech teams together, introducing people, starting to talk about how, like you said, the two systems can talk to each other, how we can integrate, how those we can create that seamless user experience for our customers to navigate this full life cycle. And yeah, that's where we're going now. We're talking, scoping out work and 
making sure the teams all, all know and can learn from each other and can build together. And eating a lot of Montreal bagels. <laughs> That's kind of the benefit there. Right? <laughs> Lots of food. Hey, food brings people together. That's how we started. Got the devs together with some great food. And you know, now we're going to work away. Work hard. The conversation, I'm sure, have been going really well, though, especially with uh, a good little breakfast around the table there. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, there's, there's a nice cultural fit here between both companies, so which is great to see. And that's how we can really hit the ground running here and build some really amazing stuff. Yeah, I assume that's kind of a big part of it as well. Like, you know, when someone asks, you know, just me, like my friends or family of of working here, right? A lot of it's just like, well, we have such a, a good culture here that, you know, not that we're protective over it, but we, you know, we, we really value that. We're really proud of, of what we are in that aspect of things. So as an employee of Rensing, the idea of merging with another company and, and bringing a large amount of staff over, it's kind of exciting because, you know, we get to see what theirs is, you know, compared to ours and see where we can find that, that middle ground. What's awesome about this merger is that it's not only for the CEOs and the COOs and VPs, right? This is something that's actually going to affect just every day, day to day of people who work at these respective companies. So the sentiment seems to be really excited for everybody involved. And you know, I, I definitely share in that. So Jonathan and Pablo, we'll hand this back to you then from building stocks side of things. How do you see your software really contributing to this all encompassing list to lease solution? I know quite a bit about software already, but for those who don't, I think it would be really beneficial to kind of hear like, hey, we offer this and this is something that we're excited to bring to the rensing side. Sure. So I think we sort of pick up the ball, Rensing currently maybe drops it off <laughs> and vice versa. I think that Rensing's core competencies are really on making sure that you get the leads for your properties and, and you get that visibility. And, you know, on the website side, they do great work. Where we focus on is really you have that lead. Like now what happens from capturing application data to credit checks to creating that lease and adding guarantors, co-applicants, et cetera, getting that lease signed digitally for the province that they're in, and then ultimately moving that tenant in to the property where you know they can log into their portal, see information about their building, view amenities that are available, book them, reserve them, et cetera, communicate that their toilet is broken. Hopefully it's not being able to see any important documents or communicate about any other issue or receive communications as well. And then also a big part of what we do is online rent payments. So we provide a secure portal where our tenants can make payments online with the payment method that they wish. And then we make sure that that money gets to the property management bank account where it should. And there's a lot that happens under the hood, but on the surface, it's very simple to use. And we, of course, focus on being very secure. So zooming out, you know, marketing team, accounting teams, maintenance teams, et cetera, can now basically use one platform to handle many different aspects. You know, we found that a lot of inefficiencies happen is when data needs to transfer from one place to another. So you need to have someone who's coordinating where data comes from, from one platform to another. And then you got to maintain those integrations. And, and that's expensive and it requires time and people. And we're really focusing on making sure that that data goes all the way through. And then when they become a renter again, the cycle can start again. But ultimately, you're providing a, a phenomenal service for both property managers and tenants, of course. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now let's get back to the show. So to jump off that a little bit then, and back to the, the rent-sync guys here, entering that life cycle tech market, right, with stuff such as rent payments and, and really become that all-encompassing thing, 
Does that really help Brentsing's broader strategy of of whatever that may be? Like, what does that now allow? That if we are a all encompassing list to lease solution, that must open some doors or you know maybe different areas that we can go into that that we've never really had that capability before. I think that's kind of an exciting thing. And if you guys want to dive into that, I think that would be really interesting. Yeah. So to Pablo's point, the seamlessness and the efficiency of you know having one seamless end-to-end solution uh, is definitely probably the biggest benefit, but a few other really important benefits to us and which should eventually translate to the market and to our clients is the reporting capability. I think that's something clients really have struggled with in our industry, particularly in Canada, you know, having the level of fragmentation we've had across, you know, so many major ILS networks. And then there's quite a few players as well in the CRM leasing space and then uh, different accounting providers as well. You know, I think the industry has needed to, for a little while, go through a period of consolidation. And there are benefits and drawbacks to that in every industry, but one of the definite benefits is just the the reporting capabilities become a lot stronger because you've got teams that are no longer just, hey, hopefully pie in the sky talking to each other about sending data around, but they're becoming one team. So being able to report you know, truly on marketing expense, ROI, and on down to the lease level or at every stage of the funnel, the application level, the lease level. And you know, you could go even further beyond that. There's a lot of excitement that comes from the reporting side. The other side, as many of our listeners know and our clients know, you know, RentSync has taken a, a real leadership position in data in Canada over the last couple of years. And that's really in conjunction with, with two entities, rentals.ca, of course, but also our partner, Urban Nation. And we've definitely become the leading source of data for the media. Just about everywhere you look, rentals.ca, Rent Report is being quoted in every major media publication every month. And, you know, we, we do an amazing job. We definitely have the largest data set to report on. And it's become a huge issue, obviously, in Canada. But one area of weakness, admittedly, is beyond asking rents, right? Some of the deeper data sets out there that are, are more difficult to achieve when you're just an ILS without going into the details, this obviously opens up some really great opportunity for us to continue to educate renters, the housing industry by leveraging potential aggregated or anonymized, of course, rental data like vacancy rates, turn churn rates. And we were kind of jamming on this the other day. The list could really go on in terms of what we can now um, pick and pull out of our two systems combined. So I'll leave it at that. Mike, do you have any other thoughts on that? Well, I think you covered all the bases there. I think it's just a, we want to always grow the business and solve real problems and enable solutions, amazing service. And I think together we can do that. Um, just being able to offer that list to lease to resident life cycle. It's just so important for us as a business and uh, it's a no-brainer to see how it fits into our overall strategy and I think it just excites us to no end how far this merger can go and all the benefits and opportunities that exist within. I'll add a quick note to that. I think that, you know, fast forward maybe a year or two, if we look back to now, I think a lot of clients will realize how much they're, you know, driving with blinders on. I think the data element here is, is, is very important. I think that each 
maybe software on the market today is really focused on their little space. But, you know, the insights you can gather is, 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 is far more than the sum of their parts. I think being able to see that entire journey and, and what things actually cost and what your LTV for a tenant might be. There's a lot of things that we're going to be able to give our clients the tools to really see what's going on in their operation. Yeah. And for any clients or, or landlords, renters who are listening to this podcast, no, sir, are there going to be any service interruptions? How, how are the next few months going to be on their side of things? Or, you know, when people see us in the news, they probably wonder, well, what does that really mean for, for me? But to our current clients there, I'm assuming it's going to be a pretty smooth transition to begin or anything they maybe need to know about as we begin this, this merger. So first off, there'll be no service interruptions between customers on both platforms. I mean, our goal is to make it seamless and smooth. We want to expand our offerings across the board to those customers. Um, we got to do things one step at a time, make sure uh, everything goes smoothly, like connecting our dev team technologies. That's kind of mission one. You know, getting together where a customer can adopt both platforms seamlessly is our is our, is our goal, obviously. So both platforms will live. Customers are unaffected for now, but uh, we'll be ongoing communication with those customers as we transition and as we offer more services and combine some, some services as well. So I'll just add for those who are potentially a, a little less familiar, like our listeners who are a little less familiar with building stack and it's, it's offering like between RentSync and building stack, there are several millions of rental units that are leveraging these platforms. Um, these are highly utilized software applications in our space. And so, you know, our first responsibility is to ensure that we have continuity. And, you know, of course, when news like this gets announced, you get a lot of people reaching out, a lot of clients reaching out and with perhaps some uncertainty, but I'll say for sure, like there will be continuity, nothing in the near term is going to change. We're looking more long-term at this and figuring out how we can lever both of our strengths to bring something significantly better to the market. No, Have no panic. Things are just going to get better and we've got more more resources now to, to lever on both sides. All right, guys, as we come to a close on the podcast today, we've covered over some really exciting things. I've had the pleasure of meeting Jonathan and Pablo already, and I can definitely see the excitement when we chat with them. You know, I just want to make sure we say like, welcome. We're really excited to have you there. And I can't wait for the things to come and more importantly, just to, to learn from you guys and learn from your teams and learn from what you guys bring to the industry. So I can't wait to get started. And I know from the renting side of things, we can't wait to, to, to learn from you guys and kind of get under the hood of all this. So this is going to be a really amazing 2024. So we're really excited about that. We're going to be able to offer together landlords, tenants, so many amazing features, so much rich functionality. These two platforms couldn't possibly fit better together if you wanted them to. We have a lot of exciting work around the corner. I'm really excited to get building stock in the hands of some RentSync users, to get RentSync and their ILSs in the hands of, of building stack users. This is going to be a lot of fun. I think that's a good place to wrap it up then. Once again, we have Michael Matola and Max Diamond from RentSync and Jonathan Margell and Pablo Mangini from Building Stack. Thank you all for listening. We'll have a lot of exciting updates on our social media channels and our website. So it'll be really easy to follow what's coming up with between the merger between Building Stack and RentSync. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen. Until next time. You've reached the end of another episode of Sink or Swim. Make sure to visit us at rentsync.com forward slash podcast to access show notes, key takeaways, 
and where you can sign up to our newsletter to receive free bonus content. If you found value in this show, please also remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening.